morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, January 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The Iowa caucuses tell us a lot about how the U.S. presidential election is going to shake out. And paychecks aren't growing as much as they used to. Plus, the European Union is instituting a tax that will hit carbon-heavy imports, but that might have some unintended consequences for the rest of the world there creates a sort of two-tier system where all the sort of expensive and green production gets sent to Europe and then the steel produced using coal will get sent to developing nations that have less stringent climate laws. I'm Mark Filipino and here's the news you need to start your day. Wage growth is slowing across major economies. Take the U.S. Year-on-year growth for advertised wages and salaries was 3.8% in December. That's down from 9.5% in late 2021. It's also down in the Eurozone and in the U.K. Now, this is the kind of thing central bankers have been looking for in order to cut interest rates. Lower wages mean that there's less money to spend, which in theory should help get inflation under control. So by this point, you probably know that Donald Trump won the Iowa caucuses on Monday in a landslide. It was the first time voters got to choose their pick for the Republican presidential nominee. Now, we all pretty much knew that that was going to happen going into the caucuses. But the gap between first and second place was still astonishing. Trump won by just over 50% of the vote. We want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis came in a very distant second in Monday's contest, and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley was third in Iowa. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a a good time together. We're all having a good time together. The FT's Lauren Fedor is in Iowa, and she joins me now to talk about where the race is headed. Hey, Lauren. Hi, Mark. All right, so Donald Trump, as I said, won by a lot, but just give me a sense of the magnitude here. What position does this put the former president in? Well, you know, it's record-setting. No Republican candidate has ever received such a large vote share in the Iowa caucuses before. It sets the tone for the rest of the race. He is just the undisputed front-runner in this contest. We should remind listeners that this is the very first state to vote for the Republican nominee. So just how representative is Iowa of the other states? Like, how seriously should we take these results? So winning the Iowa caucus does not mean that you get the nomination or that you win in November in that general election. And I think we'll see that contrast in the next couple of days heading into New Hampshire, The primary there is next Tuesday. Uh, And the electorate in New Hampshire is very, very different than the electorate in Iowa. Out here, the voters tend to be much more socially conservative. This is a very evangelical Christian electorate. Up in New Hampshire, the electorate is much more centrist, much more moderate. Those people are, are less likely to support Trump. And that's something that someone like Nikki Haley is really banking on. She's trying to shore up support from those voters and turn her third place finish out here in Iowa into a second or even a a massive upset and really kind of change the course of the narrative here. 
Okay, what about DeSantis in New Hampshire? He's doing pretty badly in the polls. I mean, he's in the single digits there. Just the day after the Iowa caucuses, he didn't actually go to New Hampshire. He went to South Carolina first. So if we look ahead in the calendar after the New Hampshire primary, the next big contest will be the South Carolina primary at the end of February. Yeah, and you know, presidential elections in the United States, they're a bit of a slog. We have just such a long way to go. And you have these two very different narratives coming out of Iowa. One is that Trump had a major win, but also that winners in Iowa don't always go on to take the nomination. So what is your takeaway then, Lauren? Look, Mark, you're absolutely right. This is a marathon, not a sprint. But there are a couple of important things to point out. One is just that Part of the marathon for Donald Trump is not just the campaigning, but the legal issues that he's dealing with in the background here. So while Haley on Tuesday was in New Hampshire and DeSantis on Tuesday was in South Carolina, Donald Trump was expected to be in New York where he had a court appearance in a defamation trial, which is one of many trials that he is potentially facing this year. But Donald Trump retains a strong grip on the Republican grassroots that are going to ultimately select their party's nominee for the White House. There are paths for Nikki Haley in particular, and perhaps Ron DeSantis, to become the party's nominee. But right now, that seems like a real long shot. Lauren Fedor is the FT's Deputy Washington Bureau Chief. She'll be covering the 2024 U.S. presidential election all year. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, Mark. A federal judge yesterday blocked two U.S. budget airlines from merging. JetBlue wanted to buy its rival Spirit for nearly $4 billion. The U.S. airline industry is dominated by four big carriers— And if the JetBlue Spirit deal had gone through, it would have controlled about 10% of the market. But the judge ruled that this deal would violate antitrust laws and that Spirit's customers would probably see higher prices. Shares in Spirit sank 47% on Tuesday. JetBlue's shares gained nearly 5%. In just a couple of years, the European Union will impose the world's first tax on emissions from carbon-intensive imports, like steel. And other countries will probably adopt similar taxes down the line. So the EU's tax will give the world an early preview of what happens when the race to decarbonize is taken at different speeds by different countries. Here to talk to me about this is Alice Hancock. She's an EU correspondent for the FT. Hi, Alice. Hey, Mark. So this would apply to anyone importing carbon-heavy steel into the EU. But let's use China as an example, because Europe is a really important market for the country. What would it do to imports from China? So this tax will mean that the emissions created during the production of Chinese steel will be charged, there'll be like an import tax on it when they send it to Europe. And the idea is that that would bring Chinese imports into line with what EU producers already have to pay when they pollute inside the EU. And what would that do to European companies that rely on steel imports? There is a big fear in Europe that... Indeed, production will get reshored somewhere else. So you might decide that actually it's too expensive to export to Europe. So what I'm going to do is 
actually export to another country that doesn't have such stringent rules or there creates a sort of two-tier system where all the sort of expensive and green production, if you like, gets sent to Europe and then the steel produced using coal, for example, will get sent to developing nations that have less stringent climate laws. What is this going to do to steel prices more broadly? Do we have a sense? It's hard to tell at the moment because the measure will come into force fully in 2026. There's a trial period at the moment whereby producers have to report their emissions, but they don't actually have to pay the tax. But certainly there are a lot of fears from the car industry, from, you know, turbine producers, all sorts that this could push up their primary material costs. And in a world where it's uh, not a great economic outlook, that's not very popular. Okay, so that complicates things. What if other countries start adopting similar taxes? I mean, in a way, it will be good in the sense that it will make it the EU measure less unique and therefore fairer, if you like, across the world. But the problem is that all these measures will probably be slightly different. It will include slightly different systems, maybe slightly different reporting standards, more forms to fill in. So for each uh, jurisdiction you're exporting to, you might have to do you know, a whole raft of paperwork and pay all these different fees. And also, if different countries set different standards for what they consider to be a green product or how much should be charged for different levels of carbon emissions, in fact, it could just end up with a whole sort of quagmire of different definitions uh, for these things and therefore ineffective climate policy. Okay, so given that idea, Alice, what does this tax tell us about the fight against climate change more broadly? Anything? It shows that trade is being used more and more as a climate measure or a way to cut emissions. In fact, it was interesting to see, I was at COP28 in December, and it was the first COP that had a so-called trade day. So there's definitely more and more of a focus on trade flows, supply chains, so forth, and cutting emissions throughout those uh, as a way to mitigate emissions. Alice Hancock is an EU correspondent for the FT. Thanks for your time, Alice. Thanks so much, Mark. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc., Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.